Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer, author, and software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. Complete Developer Podcast is supported by listeners like you. We are now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Complete Developer Podcast. No matter how efficient you are, when you get stressed, your productivity drops. It's important to be resilient in stress so that you can overcome stressful situations. In this episode, we're going to talk about how stress manifests and how we respond to it. Then dive into ways that you can become more resilient when stress crops up in your life. But before we get started, Will, what's been stressing you out? Linux audio. Oh, yeah. I knew that was coming. Yeah, you knew this was coming. So I installed Ubuntu Studio on my laptop, and I discovered I can record, I can do everything on there uh, with the Scarlet. No problem. Works out of the box. Everything was working fine today when I tested. Then you get onto the Zoom call and it loses the Scarlet entirely. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but like this is pretty much the only thing keeping me from switching to Linux at this point. So, you know, I'm going to probably just set a deadline and say, okay, if I can't get the Scarlet working on Linux by, you know, a certain point, I'm buying a Mac Mini and that will be the recording computer and everything else will immediately switch. Uh, I was going to phase it in, but, you know, if it's going to be like that and that's the only thing holding me back, I don't. You know, I don't have anything to uh, keep me back if I do that. So uh, that may be in the offing. So how about you? Well, as uh, I think I mentioned last week, I I was out of town this past week. Uh, I went up to visit my sister. Friday morning, I woke up with a lot of pain in my neck, like more than just sort of a, oh, I slept funny. Took some ibuprofen and some Tylenol and tried to just work through it. got so bad I had to like I couldn't work I had to lay down with a heating pad and then my right arm started going numb so I decided hey I should probably go see a doctor about this because this is like the pain was shooting down my neck through my shoulder into my arm and then my forearm and thumb on my right hand were were starting to go numb so uh turns out I had a muscle spasm in my neck that pinched a nerve so had some, still have a little bit of reduced mobility of my right arm. Still have numbness in my forearm and thumb. And uh, I am medicated. Well, I was medicated when writing this. So not the outline, just the intro. So I don't know how the intro is going to go. I asked Will to look over it. So we'll find out when we get to the intro how it went. Because I, I took the muscle relaxer before writing the intro. And I was fighting with Linux when, when I looked at this. So... Yeah, it ought to be great fun. Oh, yes, yes. This is going to be be joyous. Yeah, so um, I am not medicated right now. Haven't taken my, my uh, pain or muscle relaxers yet. Though, who's to say for the aftercast? That might be right. <laughs> we have a new patron. Welcome, Matthew Howe. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we really appreciate that. Saving money is hard, especially when you fight with Linux audio to the point that you're about to buy a Mac. <laughs> Macs aren't cheap, bro, but they are quality. I, I love my Macs. So 
Lucas Casares is a fee-only certified financial planner. He owns and runs Level Up Financial Planning virtually out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And just like us here at Complete Developer Podcast, his focus is on helping you to not only establish a real plan for your life, but to take action on that plan so that you can create the version of your life that you want. Exactly. Now, investing in financial planning services really comes down to whether or not you can improve your finances. And with the help of Level Up, the compounding impact of making better financial decisions will easily pay for itself. Level Up also has a unique pricing model that will help you no matter where you are in your financial journey. And best of all, Lucas is a fiduciary for his clients. What that means is he's not here to sell you a product. Instead, his job is to guide you to a better financial situation. And you can catch his podcast, Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp, where he covers financial topics that you probably face in your own life. And he interviews other IT professionals there who also share how they navigated their own careers. And you can learn even more at levelupfinancialplanning.com. Our bodies are designed with certain mechanisms that allow us to be at peak performance when threatened or under attack. In our modern society, it's rare that we have these sorts of threats, but those mechanisms remain. The idea is that when the perceived threat goes away, so does the response. Now, when that perceived threat is more constant, though typically less intense, or the response doesn't go away when it should, we call that stress. Stress is something we all face at one time or another. However, we each have different responses to it. The way that our bodies react in stressful situations or under consistent pressure varies from person to person. It's important to be able to recognize early when you're starting to become stressed. The earlier you recognize the signs of stress in your life, the easier it will be to address them. When stress goes on for a long time, the stressors can become kind of ingrained in your daily life, and they can be really difficult to remove. It could even temporarily cause more stress to remove the stressors when they have become too ingrained. You've become too used to it, essentially. Learning what to look for in yourself or the changes in your behavior when you're stressed will improve your resilience to stress by letting you address it sooner. Stress doesn't have to take you by surprise. Even before you notice the signs of stress in your life, there are things that you can do to build up a resistance and improve your resilience when the stress does come. And these strategies that we're going to talk about set you up for success when the stressful times come and allow you to see them as an opportunity. In this episode, we're going to start by discussing some of the signs and symptoms of stress that you may experience. Then we'll look at the different reactions we have to stress. The bulk of our time, though, is going to be discussing several things that you can do to become more resilient to stress in your life. And in the aftercast, we'll talk about how managers can reduce stress in the workplace. And notice, I didn't get stressed when Beach did the alliteration. Some of the signs and symptoms of stress. <laughs> I almost got tongue-tied there, man. I, I'm surprised I got through that in one shot. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So, speaking of that. But are you stressed? No, I'm not. I definitely won't be when I take my muscle relaxers later tonight. Yeah. Anyway, so the first... First topic, signs and symptoms of stress. We are not going to spend a lot of time on each one. And I kind of broke these down into uh, the different areas that you can see them. 
what we want to do here is we're, we're not going to rush through them, but we want to give you an idea of, hey, here's how you can recognize stress in your life, even before you start like feeling it. Because a lot of times we'll, we'll see these signs and symptoms before that uh, we actually know we're being stressed. So a little, uh, a little medical background for you, a little med school for you guys. A sign is objectively observable, whereas a symptom is subjective. The difference basically is that if it can be measured by someone else, like an elevated heart rate, it's a sign. Whereas feelings of tightness in the chest, that's a symptom because that's more of a subjective feeling. Like I, I can't measure how tight Will's chest feels, but I can measure his heart rate. Okay, that makes sense. So let's talk about physical signs and symptoms. First one is elevated heart rate, blood pressure, respiratory rate, basically your low-level stuff. This is your body's kernel panic. (laughs) Pretty much. And a lot of times that leads to sort of an upset stomach, nausea, diarrhea, you know, which can not be fun. Or constipation, really. Like it, it can go either way sometimes, depending on that. Yeah, and going along with that, your appetite may increase or decrease, uh, which may be accompanied by weight loss or weight gain. I can tell you that I don't eat as much when I'm stressed. I mean, it goes down to one meal a day, if that. Yeah, it's really weird. I used to be a stress eater where I would eat more when I was stressed. And then I I don't know what changed, but um, last year when I went through the breakup, I didn't want to eat. Yeah. It was weird. And that sort of jump started the whole, hey, I'm going to start going to the gym and I'm going to actually like purpose to eat healthy, which led to losing like 80 something pounds in a year. So, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Next, sweats or chills, like cold sweats. So I've got a, I've got a quick medical question for you. Is this vascular in origin? Or is it neurological? Because I was thinking, you know, like if you're having uh, increased blood pressure, elevated heart rate, those kind of things, you're going to have a a capillary effect potentially from that in your skin. Would that potentially make you, I guess, cold? It's inc- yeah. I mean, that they all kind of relate. It is definitely it's it's neurological because the the nervous system, uh, usually the autonomic nervous system, is controlling that. So, but yeah. And certain medications like anticholinergics can mimic these. So I know the stomach meds that I took with the, with IBS was an anticholinergic. It was so to relax the smooth muscle, but also it would cause me to sometimes feel anxious, even though I had no, no psychological reason to be anxious. I just had that sensation. Right. Grief does that too. If you've read C.S. Lewis. Yeah. But yeah. Next is tremors or muscle twitching. Yep. I can see that. Uh, along with that, muffled hearing or tunnel vision. So it's starting to uh, you know, impact your perception. I mean, you already have you know, touch impacted by the cold and heat, I guess. Mm-hmm. I wonder if people's sense of smell or taste changes. I guess it probably does as well, but it's not as noticeable. Yeah. Headaches and light sensitivity is a big one. That's a big one for me. Yeah, I know. I did, when I studied too hard in med school, I would get cluster headaches, which are the male migraine, because they're very similar to migraines, uh, slightly different, but 
they're more common in males, whereas migraines are more common in females. Right. Yeah, Cause I like, that's where you have like three or four of those headaches at, at like close intervals. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the way it is for me. I've always called it a migraine, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of the same idea. Migraine is more like a, a constant thing where these are kind of like ebb and flow, but um, yeah, it, it, it is very similar. I should say. And then the final one is fatigue that does not improve with sleep. Yeah. So you may be actually sleeping more than normal and feeling less rested. There's also behavioral changes. The first one would be a change in your activity level, uh, decreased efficiency and effectiveness. When you're stressed, you are not as effective. Yeah. You also have difficulty communicating. And part of that could be a lot of people who are stressed tend to have an increase in their gallows humor. Yeah. Like I thought it was just in the medical field, but I realized people that work in the emergency room are pretty much constantly under stress. And so that's why they have that gallows humor. Yeah. You'll see the same thing with uh, former military folks too. Yeah. A lot of those, I've got a couple of coworkers that I can tell when they're getting stressed because the jokes get a lot funnier, but they're dark. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. (laughs) No. Uh, another symptom is irritability, outbursts of anger, frequent arguments. Uh, obviously, if you're not feeling good, you're stressed out, you're going to snap at people. Uh, you're also probably going to have situations uh, from your lack of effectiveness, from your fatigue, from everything else going on that are going to cause other people to want to argue with you. Yeah. You have trouble resting and relaxing, and, and that kind of adds to all of the other stuff. Uh, as we discussed before, you'll also have you know, changes to your eating habits. Uh, sleep patterns will be interrupted um, or changed in some way, either either interrupted or not interrupted as much as they were. Yeah. And you'll have changes in your job performance as well. Increased use of tobacco, alcohol, drugs, including sugar and caffeine. I know when I'm stressed, I do tend to over-caffeinate myself, which does not help with the sleeping patterns for sure. And then finally, hypervigilance about safety or the surrounding environment. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of my running base level most of the time. But yeah, sounds about right for you, man. Yeah. Uh, You'll also have emotional signs and symptoms. So feeling heroic, euphoric, or invulnerable. Uh, You know, some people have a reaction to stress where they they just buckle down, I guess, harder. I don't know the best Mm -hmm. way to put that. Well, they become unrealistic in their abilities. Yeah. And so they, they think, oh, I can do all the things. I tend to do this under m- lower levels of stress. We know. <laughs> <laughs> now, then, then comes the denial, anxiety, or fear, followed by sadness, moodiness, grief, or even depression. You also will have vivid or distressing dreams. You know, this week has been support week at my work and I've had some creepy dreams already. And it's just Tuesday. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a sign. And there's a few, a few feelings, overwhelmed, helpless, or even hopeless. Feeling isolated, lost, lonely, or abandoned. Yeah. Or feeling uh, misunderstood, unappreciated, ignored. Yeah. And so the final set we're going to talk about are some cognitive signs and symptoms. Uh, The first one, we kind of mentioned this a little bit, is memory problems, forgetfulness. Also disorientation and confusion. You know, like, especially if you're driving somewhere new. Oh, yeah. Your navigational abilities are going to suck if you're already stressed. 
slowness in thinking, analyzing, or comprehending things. It just takes you longer. I could always tell when I, I was just at my end when studying because I would read the same paragraph five or 10 times and still have no idea what I just read. It's like, all right, it's, it's time to stop. I'm stressed. So you also might have difficulty calculating, setting priorities or making decisions. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty common one, especially the, the prioritization. I've noticed that with a lot of people I know and also a limited attention span. Of course, we already have that in our environment. That's true. And finally, a loss of objectivity. You're, you're not as able to separate yourself from the events going on around you and look at them objectively. So now let's talk about some responses to stress. Um, you guys have probably all heard about fight or flight, but there are more than just those two responses. So depending on the situation and other stressors, everyone has all of these responses. Typically, though, you'll find yourself kind of defaulting to one or the other. And the first one is freeze. Uh, the person with this response becomes unable to function or continue working in stressful situations. They tend to hyperventilate and they easily become overwhelmed when things don't go according to plan. Yeah, uh, it's just that's the, oh, no, I'm overwhelmed. And you really want to, if you tend to default to this one, you really want to try and catch your stress before you freeze because then you can address it. Right. Once you're frozen, you can't, and the the stressors are probably going to pile up. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes a sort of vicious cycle. The next response that people have is the flight response. Avoidance is the primary strategy of this response. The person will withdraw in an attempt to escape the stressful situation. I think of the nine on the Enneagram. I used to be more like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would, I would, there would be like lingering problems that I would not address because it was going to be stressful. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I kind of learned over time that like that doesn't, they don't go away. They're still sitting right there where you left them. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't work real well. That's cool. Uh, my, my, my daughter has actually told friends, you know, Hey, don't jump out at him. He doesn't have a flight response, <laughs> 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 which I thought was amusing. And I just let it go. <laughs> it's true though. It is so true. Yeah, I my my response tends to be more the next one, which is the fight response. Uh, stress is an agitator for people uh, with a fight response. When under stress, they become aggressive uh, with physical response similar to that of being in an actual fight, um, mm -hmm. or you know, psychological and you know, like there's a whole mental area there too, where it's like, okay, I have to deal with this thing right now. And I'm going to completely obliterate it. Yeah, uh, and that's totally my go-to. So that's actually the next one. That's the challenge. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah, getting energy, but it's more like I just get angry. You get you you do, but it, it's so it's how you use that anger. Yeah, that I mean, I think this follows on the fight response. It's it's almost like it's a, a shift to it once I realize hey, I've got to be functional. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the these next two that we're going to talk about, they are how to turn the previous ones into use something useful. So these are the responses that you want to have to stress. And the first one is, is challenge. And this is one that Will and I tend to do most, I think, is uh, this type sees stress as a challenge. They get energy and will like basically have the willpower to push through or solve the problem that's causing the stress. You know, for Will, a lot of times that's he gets angry at it and he just like attacks it. 
but it is it is like that beneficial use of the fight response. The stress response sort of invigorates people with the challenge response to uh, to work harder. Yeah, and then the the next one is to seek help. Uh, this person immediately seeks help and becomes more social under stress. This is not me, uh, and I can't relate really much at all. Uh, but they'll reach out to others and try and solve the problem causing the stress. They don't fear showing vulnerability, and they're teachable. Yeah, this tends to be people who lean toward the flight or freeze response when they're healthy and dealing with stress. Yeah, that that brings me to another thought. Is there a positive version of the freeze response? Sort of like a, just a Zen calm of, you know, like the old Chinese saying, if you sit by the river long enough, the bodies of your enemy will float by. Like people that are, they get to that kind of that kind of headspace, not like the panic freeze, but just like the, okay. Not in the material that I read, but you know, there, there may be, there may be. Because it does kind of look like, you know, the, the other two had positive, you know, yeah. ways you could twist it. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure because the material that I read did not have anything like that in there. I read several articles and stuff from the National Institute of Health and a couple other state health boards on it. So, guys, if you're a software developer, you've been there talking about stress. It's 9 p.m. You're finally unwinding from work. Your phone buzzes with an alert. Something's broken. And your mind's already racing. What could be wrong? Is it the network? Is it the back end or the front end? Do we have slow running queries? Did I introduce a bug in my last deployment? Now the whole team is scrambling from tool to tool and messaging person after person to find and fix the issue. That won't happen if you get New Relic. New Relic combines 16 different monitoring products that you'd normally would buy separately. So engineering teams can see across their entire software stack in one place. More importantly, you can pinpoint issues down to the line of code so that you know exactly why the problem happened and can resolve it quickly. That's why the dev and ops teams at DoorDash, GitHub, Epic Games, and more than 14,000 other companies use New Relic to debug and improve their software. Whether you run a cloud-native startup or a Fortune 500 company, it takes just five minutes to set up New Relic in your environment. That next 9 p.m. call is just waiting to happen. Get New Relic before it does. And you can get access to the whole New Relic platform and 100 gigabytes of data free forever. No credit card required. Sign up at newrelic.com slash CDP. That's N-E-W-R-E-L-I-C dot com slash CDP. Newrelic.com slash CDP. So guys, now we're going to talk about becoming resilient when you're stressed. So these are some things that you can do now before you're stressed that will build your resilience and things you can do while you're dealing with the stressor to make you more resilient to it. And the first one, we've kind of already mentioned it in the intro when we the whole first half of the episode was about it. That is know the signs and symptoms of stress and how to address them. You, you have to pay attention to your body. Know the physical signs and symptoms for you specifically. You know, the, the emotional and cognitive ones may present first, but a lot of times it's the physical ones that you'll notice first. Right. The people around you will notice the emotional ones. It's true. 
And when you don't know what's going on, it really can increase your stress and make you feel overwhelmed. So if you're like not feeling good, you're starting to have weird pains, you've got all kinds of body aches and those kind of things going on from the stress, it's going to actually make the stress worse. So when you can actually look at it and go, hey, I see what this is and I'm, you know, I'm naming this, I know it's stress, that gives you a sense of control over the actual situation. Mm-hmm. You want to take some time to focus on countering the symptoms of stress. And this may mean something like deep breathing. Say if your your heart rate or respiratory rate are increasing, taking a walk, stretching, even writing down your thoughts to allow yourself just the space to focus on them will will help you counter these symptoms. I know personally, I get I got this idea from the Enneagram, but what I've noticed is, you know, when I'm stressed, I tend to get angrier. I tend to go toward an eight. And uh, when I'm healthy, I tend to get more creative, like a four. So when I notice, hey, I'm starting to, you know, be more stressed, I purposely set aside creative time. I make myself go be creative because that sort of like, I don't know, it, it resets it, flips the flips the script on myself. Yeah, I've noticed the same thing with the creative time as well for myself, although I don't quite go to the, I guess I don't go to eight as maybe as much as you do. I don't know how I would put that. No, uh, one, what does one go to under stress? I don't remember. Yeah. I can't reach the book from here. I will, I will look it up. Give me just a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely having a creative outlet really does do wonders for you. Whatever that happens to be. Yeah. Like that's, that's a big thing. And I will tell you like, that is the absolute worst time for me to deal with somebody else's creative outlet. Like watching TV when I'm in a you know, bad mood or stressed out, it makes it so much worse for me. Yeah, I can see that for you. Like that makes makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm almost there. I've got the wings, stress. Oh, <laughs> you go to a four when you're unhealthy. Yeah, that kind of makes some sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew ones went to the sevens when they're healthy. But uh, yeah, the, the unhealthy side of the four is where you go. So that's, that's funny when you're, when you're unhealthy, you go to the place that I go to when I'm healthy. So it makes sense. All right. Next remain social and seek help when needed. So keep in touch with your friends and family. This is something you can do even when you're not stressed because they're going to be the ones who are there for you when you are under stress. So you want to invest in those relationships when you have the ability to do so when you're not under stress. Yeah, not only is it good to talk to somebody, you know, when you need to, but it's it's also really rewarding to be the person who's sought out when other people are in need. Like that that's kind of why we're here, right? Like it's not it's not so much of an exchange as it is hey, you know, like this this is really a part of being a human being uh, is having other people you know, around you that you care about and y'all help each other. You really you get what you put into relationships, so if you're there for others, they'll be there for you. Most of the time, yeah, some exceptions. And oh, by the way, you know, if you do get into a very stressful situation, you learn who all your friends are very quickly. Yeah, bad enough. Uh, <laughs> that's all of the thing. That's that's very true. That's very true. When you are stressed, don't try to bottle it up and push through on your own. Talk to a friend. Sometimes you don't need someone to try and solve the problem. You just need someone to listen to you. I know when my youngest sister was in college we sort of developed this signal because we would spend a lot of time together and we developed this signal of 
hey, I just need to vent. I don't need help solving the problem. Because we're both like, we both want to help the other. So we have that that signal that's like, all right, don't try to help me. Just let me get get this out. But then if we didn't do that, it was, all right, yeah, I'm telling you this because I want your opinion on it. I want to know what you think about, like, how can I resolve this? Yeah. So. It drives me nuts when somebody just vents. Where I'm like, we could fix this. Like, you know, it, it actually stresses me out. Makes me want, like, let's go kick this problem tiny in. Like, let's go. Yeah. It. <laughs> I, I have a really hard time with that one. Yeah. Uh, another thing you can do is to set up a new routine or adjust your existing routines. When you structure your day, you know, so like when you bathe, when you sleep, when you eat, uh, that helps you be less stressed. You know, it's not completely stress-free, but it will help a ton. Uh, this structure will attune your schedule to your body's natural signals. If you go to bed at the same time every night, you start getting tired before you go to bed mm-hmm. on the regular. Yeah. And don't be too rigid about the schedule either. Sometimes it works out, but sometimes you need to adjust because of stressors or for even good reasons. You know, you may stay up past your bedtime because you're talking on the phone with someone you like. Or you might go to bed early because you don't want to <laughs> talk to those people. Uh, so, yeah, you want to start off kind of simple, especially if you haven't had a structured routine to your life before. You know, go for the big things like when you go to bed, when you wake up. Uh, that'll help more than anything else, honestly. Before you set a routine, just track your own behavior for a week or two before you do that so that you kind of know what you already do because uh, it's, it's hard to, to adjust without measurement. And when you have a good baseline, then you start setting your sleep and wake cycle and give yourself an actual real bedtime that is appropriate for you to get Mm -hmm. enough sleep. And then as you get used to having a regular bedtime, you can start to adjust it slowly to meet your needs. Yeah. You don't want to like jump in and go, oh, hey, I want to like, I'm going to start getting up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. And so I need to go to bed at 10 to do that. and you've been going to bed at 2 a.m. and getting up at 9 on the regular for years, you're not going to succeed. You got to get that baseline of, all right, I'm 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 going to bed at 2. Maybe I should like ratchet it back to midnight and get up at like 7. And then we can work our way back. Yeah. And then once you fix one area, you fix another area next. So you might, you know, adjust your meal times and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Next one is that you want to set aside some regular time just for yourself. Self-care needs to be a part of your daily routine. Not weekly, not monthly, daily routine. Part of being resilient in stressful times is setting yourself up for success when you're not under stress. Now, it it can really feel selfish to tell people no. Um, you know, I definitely grew up with this and had to learn it the hard way and, or it feels at least self-indulgent, if not selfish. Um, but when you don't take care of yourself, when you're not stressed, you're, you're going to get stressed from that. And it'll also increase the negative reactions when the stress does inevitably come back. Yeah. You're less prepared for it and you know, less able to handle it. I don't do this as bad as I used to. I have trouble saying no sometimes. I've been getting better about setting no to things, but uh, I used to just take on more and more stuff. And like Will and I both have this really great talent of like taking on something new and then optimizing 
our time with it and be getting really efficient with it. And suddenly we've got this extra time. So let's take on something else. And I would do that until I was overwhelmed or like my, my schedule would be like completely full, maybe even a little over full. And I would be stressing and stressing because like if one little thing didn't go according to plan, I like it messed the whole thing up and that would cause a lot of stress. Eventually I'd get sick and it all come crashing down and I'd start the cycle over again. Yeah. I mean, when you run at a hundred percent efficiency, what that actually means is the slightest disruption breaks the whole system. Yeah. You know, you actually want to have some variance, you know, it's, it's almost like an engineering level tolerance for your schedule. Mm Mm-hmm. That's very true. Um, yeah. If you aren't doing it already, start with some small changes in your daily routine. Like, just setting aside some time for exercise. That's like one of the easiest things you can do because, I mean, when I, I started this journey last year of trying to lose weight, I just went to the gym and walked on the treadmill for 30 minutes. You know, I'd set aside 45 minutes for the drive there and back. But, uh, yeah. Just really simple thing Uh, or choosing to eat healthier because you build that habit when you're not stressed. When you are stressed, you don't like devolve into the bad habits. Eating the worst things possible. Yeah. Like even, even if you eat, if you're, if you build a habit of eating healthy, when you do get under stress and you're like, I just need a treat, your treat, it may not be like a healthy treat, but it's usually, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go pick out a waffle house i'm gonna have a beer i'm not gonna have a fifth of jack daniels yeah yeah that that's a good way of putting it yeah or whatever your dietary equivalent is (laughs) and the other thing when when you do have a busy schedule is you actually need to allocate time Um, and i would say allocate this time before you allocate it for the busy parts of your schedule where you have space for yourself Um, and it might might just be 20 to 30 minutes of non-work non-school you know stuff that you do, whether it's, you know, reading, you know, however you happen to entertain yourself or just, you know, honestly just chilling out and not thinking about anything sometimes can be the best thing in the world, but actually have that time allocated before you uh, fit the rest of your schedule around it. Yeah. That is, I mean, that is very important. It, it's, it's really a, it's kind of a Maslow's hierarchy thing, right? Like those are the pieces that go in your schedule first and then you can get the other pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you if you can't take care of yourself, then you're not going to be able to get everything else. So the final way that we have for becoming resilient when stressed is reframe your problems to see them through a different lens. You know, reframing is taking a negative situation and turning it into something positive. This can be done by looking for the opportunity in difficult times. You know, when, when you're stressed, when something bad happens, think, how can I benefit from this? What can I get out of this? Yeah. Or what can I learn if nothing yeah. else, right? Like, you know, when somebody in your family dies, you, you don't want to be sitting there going, what, can, how can I benefit from this? But it's like, okay, well, yeah. what am I learning here? What am, you know, what am I learning about myself? What am I learning about how I react to the other people around me who are still alive? That's the value. And that, that makes you, it makes you grow a lot as a person. And, you also want to cut down on your fight response by thinking about a situation from the other person's perspective. You know, you can imagine what would be going on in their lives to make them act a certain way. And when you start seeing things from other people's perspective, it will typically uh, reduce your anger towards them. Uh, I'll say typically, but because there are situations where 
it doesn't. It makes it much worse. But those are few and far between. When you are able to shift your perspective on a situation, it drastically increases your resilience to stressful situations in general. It's like, I, I put this one last on here because it's sort of the most important. Like all the others build up to this one. Like they build up to give you the ability to reframe. Right. And, and you can't do that. You can't do it first, right? Because it, it's like that, oh, turn that frown upside down. That that makes you matter. Yeah. Uh, and, until you're at a point where you, you actually can do it. You know, start by doing things like viewing traffic as an opportunity to get, you know, more time listening to your favorite rednecks talk about software or, you know, hey, it's 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 a literal break from work or, hey, I'm going to learn a foreign language while I'm doing this because I need something to do during this time. You know, now I have the opportunity. Yeah. You know, that it makes a huge difference. Or you can listen to new music. I, I just discovered this band called Death Therapy. It's a Christian progressive metal band. Basically, it's two guys, a drummer and a bass player, and they get like other people to come in and play different instruments with them and stuff. But like, they're they're basically just drummer and bass, nice, and a lot of screaming because it's metal. It is actually really good. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I listen to them when I'm driving. I'm like, man, this is really cool. So I just drove up to Ohio and so listened to a lot of different music. I honestly listen to mostly Skillet. I'm just going to be honest with you. But yeah, I did listen to some new stuff on the drive too. I thought you, for some reason, I thought you were in Florida, not Ohio. No, that was... Wrong sister. Yeah, Yeah. wrong sister. Yeah. So, but guys, it is important to be able to recognize the signs of stress early on. The earlier you recognize it, the easier it will be to address it and deal with what is causing the stress. These steps to improve resilience are things that you can start doing now to help build up a resilience for when stressful times do come. When that does happen, remember that it is okay to ask for help. And if things get a little too much, you can always talk to a health professional if you know, like it's affecting your well-being, you feel like you can't manage your stress, or it's in- causing you to like use or abuse alcohol or drugs. Will and I are not medical professionals. I didn't finish med school, so I'm not a medical professional. I can field dress a deer. That's about, yeah. I don't think that's helpful. Probably not. Seek appropriate care if stress is harming your relationships or your ability to work. And one last thing, uh, sometimes stress can lead to depression and suicidal thoughts. If that does happen, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. So on a happier note, check out the Aftercast where we'll discuss how managers can reduce stress at work. And even if you're not a manager, you can use this information to help advise and guide your managers. And they're going to look at you and go, hey, we got a position open. We might want to promote this person. Just think about that. Pretty much wraps it up for us. See y'all next week. Stand by for Titanfall. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Stand By for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. For references, show notes, and extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. 
Help us make the show possible by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash complete developer podcast. You'll get extras, including a weekly aftercast where we discuss the topic of the week and bonus material with some of our patrons. You can also follow us on Twitter at complete dev pod, like our page on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to keep up with news about the show. Join the conversation anytime via Slack by signing up at slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.